Hey everyone, you're listening to The Kids Are All Night. This is a podcast about everything that you should not talk about with your family. My name is Jedi Knight, and today I have with me Segoy, Avi, and Kinsman. Hello. Hey everybody. What's up? So today's episode, um, or at least this episode, is going to be about uh, growing up poor. And <laughs> because we grew up poor very, very poor. poor and uh but more to you know put, more generally to put the about... poor into perspective so we grew up in a area in phoenix called maryvale which is well it's probably the second poorest because the south side is poorer but and we were the poor family in the poor part of town <laughs> we were yes were we really yes yes you guys never noticed young. that there are our friends i mean i guess maybe i was a little older when mom and dad finally bought their house but our friends parents could like afford to buy a house and not have a car that was literally falling apart and you know yeah. actually have shoes that didn't talk yeah well part of that wait did it talk we always got the shoes make noises Walmart. no flat 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 flat, flat, flat. Like yeah the, the bottom and the top of this oh i see yeah that's why i said make noises mom and dad were a little less poor i think when kinsman and javi have grown yeah. up more into teenage years yeah, yeah into the teenage yeah, years yeah we were finally jobs. able to afford cable when we moved to alabama and yeah. when jedi and i were growing up we almost never had a tv never yep. never had much a TV. less things like video games or yeah. video games yeah. cable never had cable. man sucks for you never. guys never i felt like dreamed of cable. I, guys i felt like i was rich when i could afford a subscription to youtube tv like yeah not kidding. Uh, that is, that is um, rich when I could buy myself new shoes, I was like, you know what I did though. You know what I did though is I I canceled it at you know, for after the end of the football season. <laughs> <laughs> That's all well, I um, use it for. Uh, my friend, uh, my friend Kelly at work, she uh, we were talking about shows that we like to watch, and she has Netflix and I think also HBO Max or something. And I was like, well, you don't have you don't have D- Disney Plus, you don't have Hulu. Are you a peasant? Especially <laughs> I have Disney, those things now. Especially yeah. since Disney Plus and Hulu come as a package. Yeah. I have them free for like 24 months with my phone plan. That's nice. I have Netflix free with my phone plan forever. I have Segoy's Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we grew so, up so poor one yeah. summer. I think I said this in another episode, but one summer I remember just eating canned potatoes for most <laughs> yes. of the summer whatever Eating you could get your what? grubs on yeah canned potatoes when i was in, when um I was in high oh school. like those potato pearls no 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 oh, oh yeah the like the sliced potatoes in like water in a can yep oh, yeah dump them yeah. into like a saute pan with some butter yeah. and, when i was uh, growing up yeah. i remember just canning a lot for the church and that was what we would yes. eat was from the <laughs> was so from we had to the canned food yeah, in order to get what's called Bishop's Storehouse. So we were so poor, we needed free food. My mom and dad were so prideful, they wouldn't get on food stamps or, you know. Oh, yeah. Was Warning, mom and dad, don't listen to this episode <laughs> either. Do listen uh, to gosh. it. Do, Please no, they listen should to listen it. to it. Okay. Because this is a real criticism, okay? Because they wouldn't get on food rough. stamps. Yeah. They wouldn't even sign us up for free and reduced lunch at school. They wouldn't. No, that's not true. Because we had, we had reduced lunch. We had lunch, free lunch. Free lunch. For a while. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember this. Dude, Why I don't think um, Kalira offered free it was, lunch. 
Oh yeah, they so, did. Oh, it was when I was when we were in junior high. No, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, maybe a little when, bit. You know, when we went to high school, it wasn't quite the same thing. Well, um, I'm going to tell you something. In high school, I ate everybody else's food. I would like Same. <laughs> so did I. And Literally, I, think, I I would I would yeah. I I didn't even want to walk into the cafeteria. It just well, or the like into gross. the food area. I just didn't even want to walk in there cuz I didn't have money to get anything anyway. Right. So, I don't do you remember they had they sold Peter Piper pizza? Yeah. Oh man. You remember that? And the little Peter Piper pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I got that every day. It was 2 bucks. No, every single day I, I, I don't even know. I just ate Kevin's food. I didn't eat my own food. <laughs> or I didn't eat. So, so you survived on cheese? <laughs> Kevin, cheese. He would bring like cans of ravioli, okay? We would eat cold ravioli. And canned cheese. <laughs> that is the leaning so tower of cheese. <laughs> you know, I, um, I remember like every time asking, just asking for money for like extracurriculars or like oh, no, my, that was my freshman year when I wanted cars. to play football they couldn't even afford the $20 for the school insurance yeah right? and when there I... were like some other fees and they couldn't do that and it was so it's it was so stressful asking for money that I a lot of times like I made the decision like oh, do I want to do this because I know I'm gonna have to ask oh, mom and dad for money a lot of missed field trips and events and yeah stuff like that when yeah. I was in third grade I wanted to play in the orchestra but mom and dad couldn't afford the twenty five dollar a year rental like, yeah rental fee and so I could only practice for 30 minutes a week or whatever it was at school it was very frustrating. I so when I played baseball in middle school, they couldn't afford the cleats. They got me a glove. I, yeah. I will say that they did buy me a glove. Actually, no. So because my seventh grade year, I used dad's glove. That was kind of cool. I mean, that's nostalgic. But it was a glove that he had when he was a kid. But that's what I used my <laughs> seventh grade year. Um, so okay, so maybe that's not a aspect of poverty <laughs> but well um, when i was in i couldn't go ahead i could yeah they they couldn't afford anything all the all they could afford to get me was a jock strap and a cup i had a friend on the team who had an extra pair of cleats that he let me use them they were football cleats and they were size 13 and i was like a size 9 or 10 oh, man. <laughs> those would have killed your feet oh man i did it i just did it because i love playing baseball yeah you were pretty good at it, too. When I was in second grade, so that was the first year that we lived in Phoenix, my teacher noticed how poor we were, like how I had super old, holy, ill-fitting clothes, and gave me clothes. Like, she was, she contacted mom, and she's like, um, hey, I have daughters. I have a bunch of their old clothes here and it gave us like three bags full of clothes for me oh, because wow. i just i had nothing to wear at school at all i and i actually remember like most of the clothes that i wore all, even all the way through the end of high school i i don't think i i uh, like wore new clothes i no that's not true because we had to have school uniforms, uniforms when we were when we're in middle school that was so yeah stressful. that was terrible Two where years. did we go get those uniforms it was like walmart, walmart and, and you you just go get yeah, and goodwill like whatever the cheapest you could get you had to have yeah. like yeah. blue pants and a white often shirt. didn't fit and so i actually remember this 
the, one of the arguments for uniforms was that students in the area were poor and couldn't necessarily afford yep. clothes all the time. And so uniforms leveled the playing field, which is absolutely <laughs> a stupid argument. Yeah, and then that ended, up, that ended up being the only clothes we had. So yeah. it was like we were wearing uniform and, clothes. And mom everywhere. and dad really couldn't even afford that. So we didn't even have enough shirts. I'm fairly so, certain yeah. I smelled terrible most of my childhood because I oh, simply yeah. didn't have enough clothing to wear clean clothing without doing it, laundry every other day. Right. It actually increased the cost for you know families with children it increased their cost of providing clothes for their children exactly and you couldn't necessarily just go to goodwill to get the clothes like we did right. all the time we bought most of our clothes at, at thrift stores or you, got hand-me-downs or got hand-me-downs exactly you couldn't just necessarily do that because they had such specific requirements i mean the requirements were general enough white white polo shirt blue bottoms um which was also a terrible thing. Why are you putting yeah. why are you putting sweaty, gross junior high kids in white? Uh, yeah. My my shirts never stayed clean. No. Never. I pit stains like crazy and, immediately. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you know what? I mean, what was the worst is that you could still tell the kids whose parents had money from the kids whose yep. parents didn't. Because, because there they was just found the... other ways of showing it. Exactly. Well, well, more than that, though, because there Hygiene. was the Walmart. There was the Walmart uniforms that were the very basic. Oh yeah, you had like the Ralph Lauren or the Polo. Well, yeah. nobody in our area Shirts. wore. Oh, the well, irony of it is that we were still did. in a okay. We were still in a poor neighborhood, though, so our 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 peers didn't necessarily wear the Ralph Lauren or polo shirts, whatever. But they still Abercrombie, whatever they were. Other kids, at but school. they could still wear like the slightly better uniform, like the, the uniform pants that actually fit them yeah. and didn't have pleats. <laughs> yeah, and you could were tell. clean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, I I went to a, a somewhat wealthy high school, so. When I was at high school and we weren't wearing uniforms, it was like, I mean, you could very obviously tell who was wearing nice clothes and not because you could wear whatever you wanted. But I don't think it had an impact on, like, yeah, maybe a little bullying, but nothing too crazy. Like, my outfit didn't really line up with a lot of people that I hung out with, but it didn't really make a difference. Like, I wasn't, I didn't feel worse hmm. about myself because of my clothes. There were other okay, things kids, that were more pressing. <laughs> dad had more money. Mom and dad both worked. Dad had a I, good job and mom had a good yeah, job. Yeah, so yeah, they made yeah. at least four times as much as they did when they had, when Jedi and I were in high school and they had like less than half the number of kids to take care of. So, um, do you so, guys remember Christmases though? Like, I do. That it was is, so stressful. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is the thing. When I think about being poor, that is the thing that sticks in my head. Do you guys remember the Christmas we couldn't have a Christmas tree? Like yeah. we couldn't afford a Christmas tree and our previous artificial Christmas tree was just... And mom made it out just, of felt? Yes. Okay, good. I wasn't making that up in my head. Okay. I was so afraid that I made that up. Like that couldn't possibly be the truth that I That ended up being a great Christmas. That was a great Christmas. And here's my point in this, right? We were poor, so poor one Christmas we had to cut a Christmas tree out of felt and hang it on the wall. And it was a great Christmas. And that's because mom and dad made sure that it was great and that we, it wasn't great because of presents. It was great because we were all together and we had our, I mean, we didn't really have much in the way of traditions, but we all had each other. One year, I remember we actually had a Christmas tree and we had Christmas presents. Dad had a job. 
we weren't relying. That's the year we got a DVD player, right? The year did we had a we felt ever, Christmas tree? Did we no, 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 when Dad had a job. Player? I mean, no, probably not. I remember, I remember four Christmases growing up. The year we got a DVD player, the year we went to Nauvoo, the year we went to um, San Diego, and then yeah. one random year when we lived in Alabama. So these were Those long, were all... These yeah. were after. These were later years. Okay. I'm talking yeah. about an earlier year when we lived on Wolf. When you were yeah. really young, Gobby, and kids, oh yeah, I don't were, remember. Don't have I only remember there. one Halloween from when we lived on Wolf. That's so there my was only memories. One year there that we actually had some. I think this was on Wolf. We actually had a decent Christmas. It was. An, it was not. Dad was working construction, I think, and he he was doing pretty okay for himself. He always did well when he was doing construction. He always did. And so. The woman that lived a few houses down from us, older Mexican woman, she had her grandchildren that she was taking care of, two boys, I think. Do you guys remember her? Jedi? I, I don't. I think you were kind of friends with the kids, but just played in the neighborhood. Mom and dad one time set us down, and we'd had terrible Christmases. I'd had lots of memories of terrible Christmases where we had almost nothing, and this was before the felt Christmas tree, but still. And they said... You know, my mo- mom was talking to, and I don't remember her name, the woman up the road. She's got her grandchildren all by herself. She can't really work because she's older and disabled, um, and she's taking care of these kids. And she's she was, you know, telling mom how she doesn't know, she can't give the boys any Christmas. She doesn't have presents. She doesn't even have a tree. I just remember breaking down in tears and saying, let's give them everything we have. Mm-hmm. Give them our tree. Give them our presents. We don't need any of that because we have each other. And I just remember thinking those boys only have their grandma. They've lost their parents. And grandma's got nothing. She's just got her to take care of them. I just want to give them absolutely everything. And I think that I never lost that part of me. And growing up poor is, I think, what created that quality in me. You know, I'm, part of it is mom and dad always did a great job of helping us, even when we had a little bit, the little bit that we had, we felt like we were doing so great, and they always did a great job of teaching us to share that with other people, right? Yeah. And saying, hey, we're going to have, I, I remember one time, and I'm going to, I'm going to out dad here, so, um because he he did something just absolutely incredible for someone there was uh so dad got a great job he was making maybe like seventy thousand dollars a year and which was a ton in 2000 yeah 2002 2003 something like that and so he i mean and this was he was doing really really well right and we all knew it we had good christmases Yeah, yeah it was like it was like Curtis Construction or yeah. something. I, re- I remember yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, we used to go to his office and hang yeah. out there while he was at work. Doing, we were having great. I mean, we had a great Christmas that year. I got a skateboard. Like I think that was the year I got they like remodeled the kitchen. Skateboard. Yeah, yeah, they, they did a yeah. nice, kitchen. fancy, and the front lawn got yeah. it really landscaped. Yeah. yeah, it did really, really well. So, but I remember Dad didn't tell anybody anything, right? Until one day, this car this little uh, you know hyundai elantro wagon just kind of showed up at our house oh yes i remember this where did this car come from and he said parked off to the side yeah and well and he said okay okay don't tell anybody but 
there was a woman that we went to that we were going to church with. She was in our ward, and um, she'd had her husband had left her family. He had wrecked their family car. She the car that she was driving was unsuitable, totally unsuitable. And so, mom and, and for a newly single mom yeah. of three kids, yeah, of three kids, she was raising them by herself. She yeah. was trying to go to school and work full time. I mean, she had her plate full. And mom and dad went out, and I'm, I'm gonna get emotion. They went out. <laughs> they went out. Do you and need me to tell that? Bought this woman a car. They bought her a car. And I mean, when I when I think about, and they the thing is, they didn't even hesitate. It was just like, nope. you know what? We're doing okay. Let's let's just go do it. And, and they didn't they, tell any. She knew, obviously. Yeah, she she had to know for like title knew. purposes. But yeah. literally to this day, this is the outing of that story. To this day, I hear this story from people that knew her that we we all went to church together tell this story and they still don't know who did it because mom and dad literally didn't want anybody to know that that's what they had done because that's not why they did it they did it to help her and that was it and that's i i think to me that that maybe you know one of the psychological effects you know of being poor is it is it creates this just ginormous sense of empathy so that when you start doing better and listen it we were not by any stretch of the imagination wealthy right i mean dad just had a good paycheck yeah shortly after that we were back to the point where jenny and i were working uh, because we were teenagers and we had to put our paychecks into this it was helping the family just pay the bills yeah it was shortly after that actually that i was um so i'd i'd had my first job as a lifeguard and i was saving up money for um, college for a mission just generally trying to save and be frugal right and i'd saved up a couple thousand dollars um in a you know the short amount of time that i'd been working and uh, I, I remember dad and mom coming to me. Dad had lost his job. He didn't, he didn't lose his job. He quit his job. Um, and That's uh, always how it worked. Almost always. Yeah. And uh, so he, he lost his job and um, wasn't working. And dad came to me and said, Jedi, we can't pay the mortgage this month. We can't pay utilities this month. And I basically had to clean out my bank account, my savings account, to help pay the, you know, bills for that month and maybe the next month or something. And, you know, it uh, obviously much Someone's later on down the road, it, it came back to me um, when I was in college. They helped me out financially, but it changed my mindset. I, w- I was really good at saving money until that happened and i just saw those thousands of dollars disappear that i had worked so hard for and you know one of the things that they say one of the effects of poverty is that you become much more kind of in the moment like i've got money now i need to spend it now 
because I right, you have money again. Yeah, you never know when you're going to have money again. And I distinctly remembered that switch in my attitude, right? And I still, to this day, struggle with, I've got money now, just spend it now, because I don't know what I'm going to have tomorrow. Exactly. And which is Which is, unfortunately, a perpetuation of poverty as well, because you never get to the point where, I mean, it's... How, I'm 33 years old. My husband and I have been trying to buy a house now for like 10 years. And we are finally at the point where we don't have to dip into my meager retirement fund to pay for a down payment. It took us filing for bankruptcy to stop and say, okay, wait, if we don't spend the money now, we can have bigger things in the future that can lead to more and lead to more and lead to more. And that, and that's, it's hard to overstate how big of an impact yeah. that has on, especially children who grow up in poverty and how that affects the decisions that they make as adults. Um, yeah. Well, they have this, they have this study. I don't, I think it was probably debunked in part, but where a guy sat down and said, if you eat the marshmallow now, this is the only marshmallow you get. If you wait, you get a second one. The kids that weren't able to wait were the poor kids. And it, and it came down to actually the mother's socioeconomic status. So her education, her poverty levels, her, uh, you know, married, not married, where she was at in, in her social circles, um, mm -hmm. all of that. Because there's a very strong correlation yeah between that and so mothers that did well that were higher educated that had good paying jobs their children were able to wait for the second marshmallow well and what's interesting too is that people who grow up in poverty actually also tend to be more susceptible to debt and taking on more debt and it creates this um kind of cycle right because when you overburden yourself with debt that that's actually psychologically exhausting right even yes. if you're able to pay all your bills just having that debt kind of hanging over your head is uh, it wears on you psychologically and there was this uh, study done in indonesia where they took um, low-income families and um, they paid off their they paid off two thousand dollars of debt that they had which I, I guess for those people was a lot it's it's kind of sad to say but in america paying off two thousand dollars of debt is, yeah, it may not go far it doesn't go far yeah it doesn't <laughs> go far but for them it went far and they saw a dramatic increase in their quality of life after just receiving like the forgiveness and what's crazy is that these people were actually better about being frugal and about saving money after they'd been given essentially this forgiveness this loan well there's actually a, yeah. there's another study that um they did an iq study of similar nature where they paid off um debts of certain people and it showed a uh, like a a, a noticeable point increase in IQ tests before and after just just because of pure amount of stress in being poor. Yeah. Crazy. I I can attest to that. After Kevin and I filed for bankruptcy, it was just like the whole world opened up to us. 
our financial health got way better. I just made a joke that $2,000 a month is my credit card payment, and that's simply not true at all because I just don't have <laughs> that debt hanging over me. That's um, good. Well, that's yeah. not entirely true. I do have a credit card I use for um, my work to pay upfront costs that will then be in reimbursed to me, but I mm-hmm. know exactly what I'm putting on there will be reimbursed to me. So it's not, Oh, that's genius. You, you get credit and you get points. And, and yeah. I, I know I, I sent you guys a message the other day. I had collected Smart. over the course of the year. I'd collected something like $200 in points and I had uh-huh. just cashed out from my credit card into my savings account which was then earning interest. And I was like, y'all, I just use this credit card to pay for things I know I'm going to be reimbursed for at work. I took all of the points I'd collected on that credit card, which was free money. And um, those are the things that you don't really learn when you're growing up poor. Yeah. It, and I nobody it, tells you this. <laughs> and then I put it into a savings account, which was getting me more free money <laughs> because of the interest. And so, those are things that we didn't learn growing up at all. Yeah. So I... For a while, um, right out of law school, this um, I actually used a credit card to just pay all of my bills, and I had it set up automatically. And then my paycheck, I just paid, you know, paid off the credit card every single month. And I accrued enough points that uh, we went on a cruise. The whole family, we were able to go on a cruise, a week long cruise to the Bahamas. Um, one of the problems is that um, my income changed and it was a lot more tempting to use that credit card and uh, started you know racking up debt instead of paying it off every month and um, that that's one of the reasons why people like Dave Ramsey are so opposed to credit cards right is it's not you know, yeah, if you pay it off every month, it's it's a net zero, right? You're not paying any interest. You get the money ahead of time. Um, it's, it's actually a, a net deal. positive if you yeah. have points and rewards. Yeah, and if you, you get have. points, yeah, exactly. But that's not what happens to most people. In reality, what happens is that temptation to spend a little bit more than what you're bringing in that month is too much for most people to handle. And I think it's especially true for people who grew up um, in poverty because, yeah. again, it's that, uh, you know, want it now, get it now kind of thing while you can. And so it's, uh, I, I think those, you know, those effects of growing up in poverty, you know, one of the things that can help us get through that is acknowledging and seeing what those are. Things like the, okay, I, I really have this strong emotional desire to buy things now, right? It's not just a, do I need something, right? That, that's not necessarily the question. Being able to see that and see where it's coming from and then taking little steps to uh, address that, you know, um, and try and counteract that. I, and you know what I do with my kids now is I never... I always tell them, guys, we live a great life. You guys have a better life than most 99% of kids on this planet. And, you, you know, I'm constantly telling them how good they are. Jackson, it's funny, I maybe I go a little overboard because Jackson the other day was like, Dad, we should get a private jet. 
And I was like, what? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you've got enough money for a private jet. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, no gods up to money, clearly. <laughs> you have not seen my bank account, so. <laughs> but, you know, what I do is I, like, when we're at the store, I, I never say to them, I don't have enough money to buy X, right? I always say, I don't want to buy X. I want to buy something else. I want to use my money in a different way. So, because when I, I try, I do something similar. I say that's not in our budget. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I don't have money. It means that I've earmarked our money for something that we want or need more. Mm-hmm. And if this becomes something we want or need and can do it, we can work it into the budget. But we still have to budget for it. We have to plan for it. Yeah, and, and that's actually another thing that I do with the kids is when they want to do something, I'm like, all right, well, let's throw it in the budget and see how we can make it work. And so, I, you know, I talk to them about the budget. I let them know, you know, money is a finite resource. You can only spend it on, you know, this or that. There's, you know, opportunity costs there as well. Um, but I never, I you know, I just always hesitate telling them I don't have enough money or I can't buy this or we're too poor to do this is you know in contrast with how we were constantly it it was so stressful to ask for money for things right like from mom and dad like I remember going like you know going to um going on trips with band with marching band and we had to have a lunch or you had to have some money to be able to buy something. Um, a lot of times they were like com- band competitions and you could buy souvenirs like shirts. Mm-hmm. I never, I never yep. got a shirt. I always barely had got a, lunch. I barely got lunch, right? It was, it was a struggle. And a lot of times it was me spending my own money to buy the lunch. Yep. It was me. Once I had my own job, I was paying for all of those things. Um, you know, because I, I just didn't even want to talk to mom and dad about money. It was it was so stressful. So, mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we have uh, beat this one into the ground. <laughs> yeah, we are out of time. I don't know if we've beat it into the ground, but we are out of time. Yeah, definitely out of time on this one. Uh, we thank you guys for joining us. And uh, when it comes to liking and subscribing, uh, we don't give a crap. Do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thank you guys for joining us, and Avi, that's your cue. Have a good night.